Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing equality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I am your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, they're actually leading the way, and we have a beautiful yogi here, Claire Nutton, and we're talking all the things about yoga, how to use the tools of yoga to lead a happier and healthier life, and why she's called the disruptive yogi. More on Claire as she coaches women to use the tools of yoga to transform their bodies, minds, and lives. There are so many of us today struggling with body confidence, self-image, burnout, exhaustion, stress, depression, and overwhelm, and she wants to show you it doesn't have to be this way. Using the TDY method, she disrupts the traditional satire of yoga to find no BS real-world solutions to our modern-day problems. Claire believes that all women deserve to live a life of purpose, happiness, and freedom from their self-limiting beliefs, and Claire wants to show you how we can go beyond the poses and use the principles of yoga to change your life. Welcome, Claire, to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited to dive in today with a fellow yogi or yogini here today, (laughs) and I love we talked a little bit off air, but I'm sure we'll get into this later. But I love your message behind the disruptive yogi. It's way more than just the the physical poses or the asanas. Like there's so much more to yoga than this. And it's yeah. and I think it's more prevalent in our culture seeing people on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, whatever the latest platform is, <laughs> doing the handstands and all the tricks and stuff. And while that is good to push yourself, yoga teaches you to push yourself to your edge. It's also much more than that, Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, we will 100%. dive so deep into because I know that's what you're about. To start the show off, though, could you kind of lead us through your own heroine's journey? How did yoga come into your life and mm. how did you get to become the disruptive yogi? Mm, yeah, so I've always been in health and fitness, always. Um, it's what I've always wanted to do um, since a very young age. Um, and I've always worked in gyms and worked my way up until I was a gym manager. Um, and I've always worked with ladies as well. I suppose we've just got that common edge. Um, so working with ladies. And I was finding when I was working on the gym floor <clears throat> and working my way up, my clients were reaching the goals 
physically but they still weren't happy and i'm sure there's so many ladies out there and i apologize now i do reference ladies quite a lot but that's just who i work with but I'm, there's so many ladies out there that are just not happy and they're always slaving away in the gyms, they're starving themselves, they're trying the next um, shake or diet or whatever's out there and they're just not happy. Um, and so I started to delve a little bit deeper and it was also looking at the aches and the pains and the injuries that were coming up as well. And this is where yoga came in. And if you'd have known me 15, 20 years ago, yoga was the exact opposite to... <laughs> <laughs> to who I actually was. So I loved all your HIIT workouts, all the cycling workouts, all of that. That's where you'd find me in, in my classes because I was also teaching classes as well. So I stepped out of my comfort zone and I tried yoga. And I can remember walking away thinking there is something in this, that this there's some pieces here that I really want to delve into more and start to share this with, with my clients. And so off I went to India um for four weeks so i just jumped right in intense let's go did it um and i came back and it was it still took a little bit of time because a lot of the time when you go on your yoga especially when it's been so intense you've got all of this in your mind that's going around so you start questioning everything that you're doing and the people that you're hanging about with and conversations that you're having so without going too deep into all of that it was a few weeks after processing all of that and looking at the psychology of it that i started to blend the fitness the yoga so the holistic and the psychology all together and by bringing this and blending this full package together i found that i was getting i don't want to say better but more results from my clients on a mental on a mindset level as well and i thought this is the package these are the pieces that were missing um when it's just all about the physical all the time and this is where um we now because now when we when we're looking on social media and we're looking online we're heading into that physical um method again and that's what you said with the headstands and you know all these amazing things that you get to do when you practice yoga but i think what's being forgotten is the other pieces which is the mindset and living in the sutras and bits and pieces like that and that in a nutshell i mean it's a few years but that in a nutshell <laughs> is where i'm coming from and my journey so to speak yeah absolutely oh, beautiful 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 night we're just thinking yeah i mean there's so much more to yoga i mm. got into yoga because of the physical practice too yeah and just exploring all the different things that are yoga really opened my mind up to the world of spirituality mindset yeah. and even like science like the science that backs up all this stuff today and it's not just mm. i love the woo my podcast is called witchy wellness like we we yeah. are deep in it here yeah but there's so much of that science that now is coming forward exactly to back right. up all that up and i know that that's a huge part of what you practice and what you help yeah. your clients with could you yeah. kind of give us some examples of of that research and you know how you use that to help to help the women you work with yeah i think lockdown was a huge um it's not that long ago but it feels like it was where tdy was actually born so the disruptive yogi was actually born because <clears throat> this was where we were in um a situation that we'd never had before and what i decided to do when we were coming out of lockdown and back into the real world if you were i wanted to 
offer my ladies the tools possible of making that transition from lockdown and being so isolated from everybody um, into transitioning back into real life. And so I started to piece together this package and what it was, was bringing it back into its simplest terms. So this is where we start looking at the sutras of being in the moment and living a more simple life, if you will. So it was really honing into what the sutras were actually saying and applying that to make a transition seem more seamless when we're coming back over into a real life. And this is where I really started to see the benefits of what I was offering come into fruition and start to make their magic if you will beautiful and i was thinking the word drishti or focus mm -hmm. in the actual asanas and the practice is i'm looking at something i'm looking at a pillow right now a point mm -hmm. of focus in front of you when mm -hmm. you're trying to balance yourself especially you're able to allow your focus to be on that point but also it opens up your focus so you can actually find yeah. more balance because you're out of your head and really that's what you're, it sounds like that's what you're teaching is how to apply that in life. How can we balance and apply what we learn and practice in our physical practice mm -hmm. into our life? It's really about just focus. Absolutely right. And I think you can do that where, when you're working through, I won't go through them all this evening, we just haven't got enough time. But when you're looking at the different aspects of the sutras and of the philosophy of yoga, it's about taking something that was written all that time ago and go, okay, so how does this apply today? How do, um, you know, because one of them was um, in reference to celibacy. How do we apply that to today? Well, let's look at our, um, how much we're consuming, you know, looking at how much we're overspending, looking at how much we are buying that we don't actually need. And let's look at it in terms of, of, of that instead. But whatever we, was written then, we can now translate over to today to start living a happier, more simple, healthier life. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it if it's a, oh, you'll know better than me, a niyama or a yama. Is it yeah, so the eight purity? The, um, what, what was the one for purity? It was like, that was what I was thinking. Oh, what, what was it? the one for, it's the second one, isn't it? Yeah. Sucha or Sacha, S A U C H A. Sutra, yeah. Sutra, yeah. You might say it differently. Yeah. It's the accents. It's the accents. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's it's we don't talk about. I mean, the celibacy, but the purity aspect of absolutely what does right. that mean today and for exactly. me because it doesn't make sense to us. We're like, oh goodness, yeah, right. But no, we can take that and we can apply it even in terms of eating when we, are we eating clean are we eating too much so there's many different ways that we can take these aspects and translate this over and when we do that it begins to make sense that yeah we are overspending we are overeating we are drinking too much we are because everything is so accessible nowadays and i truly think that we as as humans as beings are not catching up with the way with the speed of the world with the way the world's going it's going far too fast for us to kind of think wow it's hard to keep up and this is where the overwhelms come in you know the depression of comparing against each other and oh they've got this and i'm only here and it's, it's the comparing as well i totally relate to that and coming back to the actual physical practice of yoga you know being in yoga class with people all different body types all different strengths all different levels 
And yeah. it depends on the day. That's why I love yoga, you know, percent where your body is that day. Yeah. And it will, you, it, it's a mirror into really what's going on, you know, that comparison. And for me, once I got really into yoga, I realized, wow, I think I'm trying to win at yoga class, yeah. you know, yeah. and I really yeah. be the best. Be the, and I had to pull back. I'm like, just because I physically can do this, I'm not going to do it today because I need to tune into what's coming up for me and that comparison. I just, I don't need, I don't need to be the best. Why doesn't make me any worthy or not if I can do that handstand or whatever. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So how, how do you, when you work with women, what, what does the mm-hmm. container look like for somebody who's maybe working through that or the, the mm-hmm. body confidence or self image? Yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing and what I love about my job is everyone's different and they all bring me new challenges and they're working through different challenges themselves. And I love working through them. But what we'd normally do if I'm working one-to-one with a person is look at where they are now and how they're feeling about that. And I always think how you're feeling about where you are is a lot that we can start with and then take in a look at where they want to be because then the work begins on that bridge but it's tapping in on where because what we're trying to do and this is why I always say how you're feeling about that because our feelings always drive us or stop us doing what we need what needs to be done and what we're trying to do because everything and it's like the the, what you've just said there everything that we do is a habit that we've created so if you think about when you've you're tying your shoelaces we've created that habit a long time ago and we don't even think about it now because that's gone way into our subconscious so what we need to do is bring that back into our conscious to change the way that we're doing something which will then eventually go back into our subconscious and then we move on to the next thing and so what we're doing is changing our habit loops so this is what we'd do by going back to basics with one lady whatever the challenges might be there yeah self-confidence belief anxiety low mood whatever they might be going through and it might be a selection of different things that this lady might be going through um so yes making a starting point and looking at how we can come over to this side how they want their life to look where they want to go and by train changing and creating these new habit loops um this is where this is what's going to put them on the correct path and i had an interesting conversation with a lady with a client today and we're three weeks in and she says i don't feel like i've really done anything i've only made a couple of tiny changes she said but i feel like a totally different person and i went yeah because you're moving in the right direction your body's moving more you're making um really powerful decisions you know from you're making this decision one day and now you're being brave and you're making this decision and this is starting the ball rolling and girl this is just going to keep going and going and get exactly right because you know when you start to tune into your uh, being authentic to yourself it can be a little scary when you first start saying no or you start setting that boundary and staying with that boundary but my goodness that feeling you get when you've done it and you think oh my goodness and you start to make these changes and I think that feeling is more addictive than anything and this is where your boundaries will come in but I think a lot of lot of women come because they let their boundaries slip and I've had another interesting conversation today as well I could really talk so stop me if you need to (laughs) but it was about as women how now we are 
we are putting ourselves to the back of the priority list, if you will, because we used to just be the caregivers, we used to care for the children. But now, fast forward a few years, we've now got businesses, we're entrepreneurs, but we're expecting ourselves to do everything. So we are going to feel, you know, the overwhelm, the anxiety, the pressure, and this is going to give way somewhere. And that's not to say that we can't have everything but how can we do that in a healthier way with boundaries where we go okay i want to help that's great but we're going to need to look at that and we're going to need to do this this and this because i need to look after myself yeah 100 percent. yes oh. and this is what of course this is what i was listening to an abraham yesterday video and it's always exactly what i need to hear that day and it was exactly yeah. that and it was abraham was talking about you you're letting other people's vibrations be more important than your own inner being. Yeah. And it's simple 100%. as that. And, and there's women you're like, well, of course I want my children, you know, it doesn't mean you don't love your children, but it's about you being the best version of you. Yeah. And, and you said it earlier is keeping up with the expansion of the world. It's another Abraham thing, keeping up with your own expansion. When we feel that discomfort or the exhaustion, mm-hmm. overall, we're not keeping up with who we really are. Exactly. And that right. contrast that, icky stuff is actually our bigger selves, our higher selves calling us towards it. Yeah. And, you know, I think we often, um, we don't listen to those little nudges because they're our signals to say, do you know what? Something's not right here. I don't feel, you know, coming back to our intuition, our intuition is a real thing. And I think a lot of us are living outside our intuition. We're not listening. We're ignoring it. We're pushing it to one side, you know, and, and that might be by, moving too fast, living too fast, wanting to be the best, wanting to be the fastest, wanting to get into the headstand, whatever that looks like for you. But then we're ignoring what's actually the body saying, hang on a minute, you're not being authentic here. You're living outside of your own values. And I think that's another thing that I really try to work with with my ladies is looking at your values, because I think they get lost when we're comparing against each other. We forget to notice what's true to us. It's like, oh, well, that seems popular and she looks good doing that. So that must work for me too. So you're not listening to yourself. And this is why we're so unhappy all the time, because you're not going to be any good at being someone else. You've got to be the best that you can be. Oh, girl, mic drop on that one. (laughs) I spent so many years in that, you know, I just, I I was jealous of the first juice bar opening like well why didn't I do that why does why do those ladies get to have a successful business and mm. the list goes on but it was because it wasn't yeah. me it exactly wasn't right me. but it led me in this it led me on the path you know it, yeah interest in, even with jealousy something like that trying to compare yourself to somebody else yeah. is still being like yeah something just as good if not a lot greater than that that's authentic to you is mm-hmm. waiting for you but yeah it's really about listening and, and slowing down and yoga, like the actual physical practice. Mm-hmm. If you are in your head, like you have to listen to the class, you have, because if you are not focused, you're going to lose your balance. You know, you're, you're, the practice exactly right. might hurt yourself. And it really is bringing it back to that focus is like nothing else is more important than all these you. four corners of the mat, yeah. which is me. Yeah, 100%. And you're exactly right. And I think that's, that's the takeaway you can get from um, the physical practice of yoga is bringing it back to how does your body feel? And how does it feel when you put it into this position? And, you know, I work a lot with the breath as well. 
because um, if you're holding your breath, if your breath is staggered, you know, when you're holding that headstand or you're in, <laughs> in, these, in these postures, then you're probably not meant to be there. <laughs> you know, practice it, work your way up to it. But if you're huffing and puffing and panting and really struggling with it, then chances are, I always teach yoga in layers. And I, and I say this at the start of every class, because again, we're breaking down habit loops and the way people are processing things because people are nervous coming into class and people will look at what's going on on the other mats but I always say let's just do yoga is layering you know when we're practicing our physical practice when we're in our saunas it's a layering effect and I'm going to show you one layer and when you're ready to go on to the second layer go for it third layer but there is no end it, it's infinite do you know what I mean there's always one place you can go with your practice and with your postures you can always move on to the next deepest layer it's <laughs> So don't challenge yourself to go from one to 10 in one session. And as you said, you know, every day when you turn up, every day is different. Your body is different. You've, you, every day looks different. It's like you don't want porridge for breakfast or oatmeal for breakfast every morning. Yeah, exactly. And it's learning that patience and unconditional love for yourself, no matter yeah. how you're showing so up. Important. You know? Yeah, so important. Yeah, it really is. I think if we could all just respect our own boundaries and just put ourselves on the pedestal that we're meant to be, we would change a lot because we're noticing now that we see a lot more reports and it's in the statistics as well, you know, low self-confidence, anxiety, ADHD, depression, they're all on the rise. So it's no coincidence when we're seeing the world get faster and faster and faster that these problems are just gonna get higher and higher and higher. So we've got to kind of take the lead somewhere and go, no, I've got to come back to myself. I've got to kind of start asking my questions and see where I want to go. See what, see what my body's telling me. Yeah. Like we said, it's all calling you to be that higher self version of you. And you know, I getting stuck into the news and just that kind of overwhelm mm. that is life. It kind of can feel doom and gloom, but that contrast yeah. is coming up because we all are meant for something big and changes do need to happen. And, you know, for me, it was like, okay, well, I want to, I want I don't know what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to change the world. But when we do that, we quickly realize that the inner work really, really begins. We make it seem like sunshine and roses, but my goodness, it is messy. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Oh. And you know, it's, it's work every single day. It's consistency every single day. And I think when you start to work with yoga and look at the philosophy and bring that all together, it's like, wow. Okay. Because changing something that you, or changing a point of view that you've had for 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, all these years is one of the hardest things you can do. These, these are habits. These are formed. These are part of you and that's why doing that inner work and sitting with yourself even with the the messy stuff you know the messy stuff that you feel shame for guilt for because we've all got those bits and pieces and turning that round into something that we're grateful for because these pieces are what makes us you know build our resilience build our confidence they, they make us so we have to take the messy with the sunshine and rainbows as well They've got to combine because what kind of people would we be if it was just an easy life? It would be boring. <laughs> Wouldn't it be boring? It would be very boring. And if you think about the contrast, you know, light and dark, 
female, masculine. Yeah. Yin and yang. It's literally how our Feminine world masculine. is created. Yeah. You need both, the polarization of both. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. You've got to take the rough and the smooth. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, and you can do this when you look back on something um, and there's a Chinese proverb, but I'm not going to, I can't remember it off the top of my head. But sometimes when you look at a situation that you find really terrible, like you didn't get the job or, or whatever, and you find that devastating and, and you're just so upset. But actually, in a few weeks time or a few months time, you're like, thank goodness I didn't get that job. <laughs> It comes round in the end. And I, I often think we forget to look back a little bit and just go, oh my goodness, if I'd have gone down that pathway, I would not be having this here. I wouldn't have met this person. I wouldn't have decided to do this or whatever that might be. So I think it's looking at these messy bits and just going, wow, I'm glad that happened. Because if it didn't, I wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't be doing this now. And just appreciating those. And I think, you know, you just sum it up brilliantly. I love listening to the start of your podcast because it's seeing things as on the way and not in the way. Yeah, because these are all shaping us. No matter what that looks like, it's shaping us. But that can be difficult sometimes. Yeah, it can be very humbling. But you also can feel the, if you really allow yourself to trust that and you can surrender to that instead of really tight grip holding onto the steering wheel of your yeah. life it allows you to kind of loosen that grip and allow yourself to really enjoy the ride and that's a lifelong yeah. process and sometimes it's, it's a practice just like yoga mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah you're said than done yeah but it's like things are always are always working out for me they yeah. really are in the short term yeah. long term i might not see it yet but i know i know it yeah. is yeah 100 percent. yeah perfect yeah it is and it's and it is it's like you say in that time when you're upset when you're angry when you're frustrated when you're you know it's taking the breath and this is why i always bring my ladies back to the breath because again when you're looking when you're looking at your breath anxiety low mood they all stem from your nervous system being out of balance so if we can start and this should be done at schools from like we, we should be doing this as soon as we enter this world but focusing on the breath because i think if more people focused on the breath would see a lot less of these challenges coming up in our life and would have a free source to come back to and go okay but if you're coming back to your breath equalizing the inhale and the exhale bringing that equilibrium back to our nervous system but you'll also find that when you come out even five minutes if you four count your breath so count up to four and back down again when you're doing that, your mind is then occupied with the breath. Maybe you're counting in the head. And when you come out of your breath work, you're more likely to come into making calmer decisions, better choices. You're going to come back with a more calm state of mind than when you went in. And again, like you say, it's easier said than done. And it is that it is bringing yourself back to, okay, what can I do now? Breathe. Just breathe. Just follow my breath. Breathe. And it's getting into that habit that that's going to be your tool to come back and anchor you into it. Yeah. For breath me, work is amazing. Oh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm getting my training certification done for breath oh, work right now. Yeah. And amazing. A decade plus ago, when I had horrible anxiety and was just kind of getting into yoga, the one thing that helped me was the alternative nostril breathing. Yeah. I learned in yoga. Which is all about balance. Yeah. Which is about balancing because mm -hmm. it balances your nervous system, regulates, I mean, hemispheres of your brain. And even if I did it 
you know, I would be, I had a corporate job and I would be in a meeting and I would get anxious because I couldn't get out. You know, it was like, I can't, I can't leave this room and just visualizing, still breathing, but visualizing it coming up one side of my brain and out the other. Yeah. In the left, out the right. And just visualizing instead of physically doing it helped me so much. And yeah, later in my life, I've really dug into the breath work post yoga teacher training, post meditation and all these different things and realizing how simple yet effective the breath is. and we've got it with us it's, it's right here yeah yeah we've got everything we need right here we've got these amazing bodies that we can move and we can do so many things we've got our breath work we need to take control of our mind and not not let it run away with us <laughs> you know it's a little computer that we are in charge of and try not to let it run away with these anxious thoughts and low mood and yeah I, I love my work i love delving into it and i love being presented with these challenges but giving simple tools that actually work and bring ladies back to just going wow just wow just wow just wow indeed just wow. Just <laughs> i just looked at the time was there anything else you wanted to sum up or speak about before we start to close the show today um we've covered quite a lot haven't we I think we covered quite a lot. I feel like it's great. It feels like I think I covered good, everything. Yeah, a good end. Coaching. I do retreats as well. Awesome. So first retreat is in Portugal this year, which is where I'm going to bring my new course, which is working on the mind, body, and soul. Um, yeah, which is where I do more of your group coaching, and that will be in a luxury retreat. So I'm super excited to move that forward to there as well. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll have all of that linked in the show notes oh yeah absolutely all everybody can take a check take a look at all that that sounds amazing absolutely thank you so much claire for coming on thank you so today. much oh my gosh it was so nice to nerd out with a fellow yogi <laughs> <laughs> it's when you bounce in the idea and you're like yes it really works <laughs> you're like, yes, yes, yes. But th- thank you so much for for being here today and showing up for yourself putting yourself first And we close this show the same way every single week. How may we, the listeners, is a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you in return today. Yeah, so I've got so much kind of that I want to share and that, but I think it's it's got to be, hmm, I think kindness. I think kindness in the terms that, I think it's a buzzword at the moment, But what I want, what I challenge people listening to this podcast to do is to be more mindful of how they talk, not only to themselves, but other people as well. And in service for me, you could then go on to social media, The Disruptive Yoga, and tell me what you've done, your act of kindness to yourself or for others. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's simple but very 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 powerful. we forget yeah we forget quite often I think you know when you're having conversations with people and not necessarily gossiping but how mindful of we are we of the words that are actually coming out about ourselves and about other people yeah I think sometimes we get led into these conversations I know I've done it before and you turn around and you go what was I even talking about <laughs> it's another <laughs> pattern loop me. Yeah, it's another pattern loop, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think we we want to fit in with other people, and it's like, oh yeah, well I can say this, and and before we know it, we're just saying, and it doesn't have to be horrendous. I'm not saying that, but sometimes you just turn around and go, what was I talking about? 
Yep. It's good to build awareness in all areas of life, but it's time we practice in yoga. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> thank you again so much, Claire, for coming on oh, today. Thank you so, so much. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.